You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's time to Take Command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Logan Paulson there. Craig Hoffman here on a tape review podcast, Logan. And um, boy, this is this was not fun to watch. No, it wasn't. It wasn't fun to watch. I mean, and I think it's one of these things where like the tape is very illuminating. I think we talked about on the post game pod, like how we had a, kind of all these big feelings and how the plan wasn't good. And then like when you watch the tape, you're like, man, they they did try some things. They had a lot of quick game, a lot of seven man pro, a lot of things that would you would think would help kind of accommodate some of the stuff that the Giants were going to bring. And it should have accommodated what the Giants were going to bring. Missed a couple throws from Sam, uh, especially in the first quarter. Uh, first first half really and then you kind of look through it and you say dang if you're the OC like that's got to be really really frustrating because it's like kind of everyone's making a mistake on every single play but kind of alternating who's doing it and you might have yeah 10 guys doing the right thing and then one guy does the wrong thing or whatever it is and so um you know like I think some of Ron's kind of frustration in the presser kind of is makes more sense after watching the tape because you're like we had a plan it was a good plan, and I would agree with that. Like all the things that you would kind of check the box of, minus one thing that I think we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, you're like, that's in there, and that's what I would have done. Like if I'm the OC, like that's I would have done something approximating that. And I think um, it it comes down to really um, just a general a general lack of execution, and everyone kind of took turns doing it. And I think offensively, at least, that's the really frustrating thing about this game. And then I think you look at defense, and you're like. I don't know what you thought, but it was really good. Like I have to pull clips for shows, right? I go through and I pull clips and I finished pulling clips of of about 68 snaps with probably 30 plays where I was like, this is really good defensive football. And outside of probably two drives, like they did a lot of good stuff. The playmakers came to play. Payne, Allen had some explosive plays. Chase had a couple sacks. Montez showed up. John Ridgeway had a good game. St. Juice had a good game. And you're just like, gosh, like, they played well enough definitively to win, to yeah. win the game. So it really comes down to the offense and, and just general lack of execution. So Yeah, so w- I want to do this a little bit backwards from how we usually do it. Normally, we go high-level thoughts, and then we dive into the details. I want to circle back to high-level thoughts at the end. Like I want okay. I want to flush out some of the details and then come back to kind of this core question of like, 
was the plan good? Um, because I think once we dive into the details, like it actually, as opposed to being hypothetical about it and, and not having like that illumination for the audience, um, for the listeners, like let's, sure. let's dive into some of this detail and then we can circle back to why you think the plan was good. You know, I think we can talk about optimization, like, you sure, know, is it yeah. optimal versus good versus like whatever. But the other thing I do want to note on a high level, um, and this is in part in taking in the reaction to my radio show yesterday is people need to understand, fans need to understand, we need to remind ourselves that multiple things can be true at once. Like something can be the, the biggest cause of a particular outcome. Like the sure. biggest reason why they lost is player A didn't execute very well. But that doesn't mean that everyone else is off the hook, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to have mistakes and from multiple places. You could say like, hey, this was should have been something that worked, but it didn't. And maybe the coaches should have adjusted faster or gotten away from like all these things can happen at once. And the rush to pin every single loss on one person for simplicity is not helping anyone. Um, sure. I, I, maybe it makes people feel better because then there's one scapegoat and it feels like, well, if he does it again, then it's his head on the platter and we fix all our problems. Guess what? It won't, it won't fix all your problems yeah. because other people are actually making mistakes. So what we do is we go back, we look at the tape. There's a reason that you do it. You see stuff that you just don't really see live. It's a colder analysis in terms of the emotions where you like really hone in on like, this is what happened in the game. Um, I do think that some of that emotional stuff, you know, and getting caught up in the moment is important to remember because it yeah. helps inform what happened. But at the end of the day, like there's a reason that they say the film doesn't lie. And that's why we do this podcast. And, you know, when we say one thing went wrong, that's not us absolving other people of mistakes. Um, it's just to say that that particular thing went wrong on that play in this game, right. whatever. All right. So with that said, um, I, I think when we were talking yesterday offline, like the big thing is obviously Sam. Um, now the yeah. O-line is going to have, we're going to get to the, now before everyone screams, we're going to get to the O-line in a second because the O-line also had its worst game of the season. Um, yeah. But Sam also really held this offense back yesterday, which is funny because we do a, a segment on the radio show called Overreaction Tuesday. And mm. of course it's featuring Linnell. And Linnell <laughs> last week said Sam is holding the offense back. And I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that wording. Like, yeah, yeah, he is because he's a young player, but like X, Y, Z, why I don't love that wording. And he got crushed. Linnell did. Yeah, of course, because people were like, how can you say that about Sam? Um, the O-line this, DB that. And it's like everyone just wants Sam to be perfect. But at the end of the day, like an NFL quarterback's got a quarterback. And um, Sam didn't quarterback very well on Sunday. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't quarterback very well, and I think you know there's, and it's not like to me, it's not Sam letting the offense down. I think Sam could definitely be more efficient, but I, I don't know. I just look at him like you know the first play of the game, like it, it's if you just go by drives, right? And it, to me, it's I hate like this kind of wording that Sam let the offense down because like yeah. everybody had a part in letting the offense down, you know, right. like and things compile, right? Like I yeah. think there is something to Sam getting shell shocked at some point, and which is the first time I think I've seen that from him, where you look in his eyes and you're like, that is a scared quarterback, as opposed cool. to the composure that he played with for most of the year. So like these these factors commingle, but a lot of it I think starts with an inefficiency and inaccuracy and misreads from how. 
Yeah, so I mean, if you just start like the first 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 series, right? You have yep. a sack on second and nine, it gets you a third and twenty two. Like that isn't really on Sam. Like I think um, you know Dexter Lawrence has a great rush on on Nick Gates, and Nick Gates. This is probably one of his worst games of the year, and he'll probably tell you the same thing. And I love Nick Gates. He plays hard. He plays with the right intent. But like that's tough, you know. Like it's third and twenty two under any situation is incorrect, you know. Then you get right. to the next series, and we're going to talk about this one more. We talked about this more on take five, but you throw the stick route, right? And you it's, it's not stick. It's basically hitches on one side and stick on the other side. And you overthrow a hitch with off coverage at 10 yards. That isn't going to be a first down, but it's probably going to be a second and two. And then you run the ball, good run on by Chris Rodriguez. And then you have another incompletion on a man coverage on third and six. And that one is really kind of interesting to me because I don't hate the decision to throw the ball to Jahan Dotson on that crossing route because it's like coming into your vision, but the ball's way behind, right? It's way behind the receiver. So if you're going to make that throw, put it out in front. And also in that situation, you have Terry in a one-on-one man situation and he wins pretty demonstrably. So again, I don't know what the progression is. I don't know what the read is, but I'm kind of like, can we get the ball to Terry a little bit quicker there? Maybe potentially get him started earlier. I like the matchup. Yeah, and that's one of the big criticisms that fans has. Like, how can Terry not be involved more? And it's like, well, sometimes it's because Sam chose to go somewhere else against man coverage, and the Giants played a lot of man coverage. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a riding a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 100%. And then uh, next next series, right? You're in what I would call a 65 protection. So you tight end stays in, back stays in, seven man pro, everyone's picked up. Great completion to um, to Curtis Samuel on the on the, what I would call lightning, so like a kind of a hitch or it's like a deeper hitch. So great yep. job, right? Next play, we get an empty. Awesome, love this decision. Lets you see that it's man coverage. They're, they check to a pressure. Who cares? Leno's a little bit in between. Um, I would say he should probably squeeze it. There's a guy in his inside gap. Squeeze that. Leave the end for Sam. Bates is on a snag route. Um, Balls out, Bates is wide open, overthrow, probably because the pressure's in Sam's face, and Bates maybe takes a tick too long on the route. And that's one of the things about this defense, I think, that Wink Martindale presents is like you can work through this stuff all week in practice. We can work that zero check. We can work the pressure looks. We can work the squeezes, but they're a little bit better at it. It's a little bit faster. So you, like, it's a little off, right? Sam misses the throw. Bates is maybe a little long. Leno's got to squeeze a little bit quicker. All those things are true on that play, but it leads to an incomplete pass that is that's ineffective. That's that's ineffective football, right? So instead of being in a manageable down and distance, right now you're in third and four. So great, third and four ends up being a sack, right? And that's the one where they have the mental mistake with Sadiq and uh, and uh, Nick Gates, right? Sadiq's trying to help out on Dexter Lawrence, trying to double team the best player on the defense. Gets a little overzealous. They're running a TT inside, so Dexter Lawrence is stunting to the left. Uh, Leonard Williams is stunting, looping around Dexter Lawrence, and basically gets a free run up at the A gap. So in that sequence, there was nine, or there was um, that's ten plays. How many mental mistakes did I just describe? How many physical mistakes did I just describe? Not only by the offensive line, but by Sam in terms of missing throws and maybe missing reads. I don't know for sure, but 
that is that i think there's one more drive one more drive in the first quarter like there's yeah no that's it that's the first quarter right there that is the first quarter those 10 plays are the first quarter or maybe 12 plays and to me that's that that encapsulates the offensive inefficiency so i like there's quick game in there there's max protection there's empty to identify rushers love all of those things we don't execute and right and it's not one person's fault but in terms of things that we had talked about in the week we had talked about yeah let's leave guys in in protection let's find a quick game let's let's get an empty let him find his best matchup let's do those things and and we don't hit it and the sack on third and six comes off a four-man rush like it's not even like they're bringing crazy right. wink martindale pressure like the thing that's one of the things that blew my mind about watching this film is you go back and you're like they got a sack with a six-man pressure against seven-man protection or a four-man pressure against a five-man. Like, they were often minus one on rushers versus uh, protectors and getting sacks or pressure. Yeah. Like, that's, well, obviously that's not, not always, but yeah. but Not was, always, but like yeah. multiple times in the game. Like, right. I think half the sacks are like that, mm -hmm. um, at least. So it, it's the kind of thing where you then talk about, okay, well, why is that happening? Some of that does wind up reflecting on Sam as the guy who's calling and identifying the protections. And there's like one where he should have slid the line. Like, it's pretty obvious, uh, the, the, the Pinnock sack, uh, when 27 comes off the edge. And it's like, yeah. that's not a man-to-man -man defender over there. There's no man yeah. for him to defend. No like, man. that dude's blitzing. Right. How is he? How does he wind up not getting identified as a potential blitzer and like, yes, Sam has no time to get that throw off. There's nothing he could have done post-snap, but there's something he could have done pre-snap. I do think also, and again, I'm not, I know how this is going to come off. I already can hear the comments of like people saying, oh, you just put it, I want to put it on Sam. Like when Gates loses quickly, that's on right. Nick Gates. Right. But could Sam manipulate the pocket a little bit? Like there is a little bit of room to slide. Yeah. And so like there's things like that where we've talked about prior to this game, prior to when we knew this was going to be an issue, one of the areas where Sam needs to grow dramatically if he's going to have a long, successful career is his ability to move within the pocket. That, you know, when when pressure comes and you just turtle up, like, it's better than a turnover. Um, but can you find ways to move within the pocket? Because sometimes there is space. And so, you know, quick losses, it's really hard. But you just go, oh, God, I'm dead. Um, but there are times where you, you wonder if, like, if, if we're going to say, can this guy become an elite quarterback? An elite quarterback evades the sack and is able to move within the pocket. So, like, again, layers, levels, nuance, all of this kind of stuff. Ultimately, like, whose fault is it? Yeah, it's Nick Gates' fault for losing immediately to Dexter Lawrence. Right. Um, and that happens because he's Dexter Lawrence. Um, but also, some of these sacks come on second and third and long, where if Sam makes the, the easy throw to Curtis on first down, you're not in that situation in the first place. Yeah, and it, it is like a it's a combination of errors. Like I just was looking ahead to to my drive recap and the next drive, like it's they're trying to run a sprint to the left, right? Trying to run a sprint to the left, and Logan Thomas blocks the wrong guy. He blocks the guy that has him in man in, in man coverage as opposed as opposed to the rusher. Like I've, I'm a tight end, I've been in that situation before. I've probably made that same mistake, right? So not it happens, but like that's something like if you block the right guy, you're to the perimeter. Sam has more time to kind of stress the throw. And instead of throwing an incompletion to Terry, which might have been a PI, um, you can kind of let that let that marinate a little bit more and hit Jahan Dotson, who is wide open on the corner, right? Okay. And then you just mentioned the sack where you miss ID. Like this is tough to me. That that's a tough miss ID, and it doesn't happen all the time. But again, 
this is the 15th play of the game and we've had like eight mental mistakes or physical mistakes it's just not good football so we've got a it's it looks like they're going to bring an all-out pressure they're leaving a tight end in to the offensive left backs into the offensive left okay that there it is very clear based on the allocation of offensive players that number 27 is going to come free on this like he's he's the guy so why is the slide not going to the offensive right? They slide to the offensive left. They book that guy. They book 27. When in my mind, you have a back and a tight end, the back and account for the linebacker. We need to slide to that guy, leave the tight end alone on the defensive end, and everyone's accounted for. And so right. I don't know what the – we don't know the rules there. Like we don't know what kind of protection call they're in because I think that's something fans need to understand is there are probably – 10 to 15 protection calls and they all have different rules versus different looks. But I'm just saying if, if that's Matt Ryan, he's going up there and saying, Hey man, we're going full slide, right? Tight end, be a man here, block this guy for three seconds. I'm gonna get the ball out. And I don't know where Sam is in terms of that progression, but think about that 15 plays. And of the plays I've just described, all of those are what I would characterize as, as, as losing football. Like you can't, win with that level of execution mentally physically right and it's not like the guys and i want i don't make it very clear it's not like the guys are not trying they're right. trying very hard they're just not always doing the right thing like the throw to curtis is to maybe maybe to me encapsulates this game more than anything where he misses them high and outside on the on the little hitch route it's like right read protection's good routes good footwork's good ball sails up and out and it's like a lot of good there but the result of the play is a negative and it's like, and that's, that was, that was the first half really. And a lot of this, a lot of the third quarter was just, they couldn't execute at a level to compete with the giants on a down and down out basis. And some of it's on Sam, some of it's on the O line, some of it's on the receivers. Like there was one where, and some of it's on the officials. Like there's one where uh, Jahan runs a great route, runs like a comeback and the, and the, I don't know what the ref's looking at, just literally grabs him around the waist. And I'm like, that is holding at a minimum probably defensive pass interference. So there was, and Terry had one, and, and the refs kind of yeah. seemed very content to let those guys play ball in the perimeter. And the, that's the good. intentional grounding call on Sam is horrible. Like, it's, he's clearly throwing it to where Robinson is going, and then Robinson stops. That's not intentional grounding. And usually they're pretty like Matt. Matt Ryan said this on the broadcast. He's like, yeah. usually they're pretty liberal with that. Like, I like Kyle used to have a thing. Like, if if the quarterback throws the ball, even if it's out of bounds, like sprint like to the football and act like you were going to catch it, and they usually right. give it to you. And B Rob's right there. And so I thought I was a little surprised, honestly, that they gave him that that they that they called that on him. And again, right. like the, that's you know the, to me the refs like people want to complain about the refs. They're like the weather, right? And like everyone's playing in bad weather. We had we we benefited from some aggressive, what I would call aggressive defensive back play by Benjamin St. Juice in that game. And we'll talk about Benjamin St. Juice in a minute, but he had maybe the, the best game I've seen him play. Like he was just on one in terms of coverage and tight coverage. But again, he's a handsy guy. They didn't call some stuff. And but and that was how they were calling the game. So I don't want to say that that was a thing, but in terms of offensive production, that's definitely going to mitigate effectiveness, you know. And Terry had that one that I just described on the uh on the sprint where the guy literally grabs and pulls him, Terry's off about on the, the left sideline, the, yeah, the kind of deepish one. Yeah, yeah. He grabs and pulls him. Terry's a little off balance and the ball hits him in the chest. But I'm like that, that's a hold, you know, like if I'm an yeah. offensive player, I'm like looking at the ref, like 
what the heck are we doing here? Especially if I'm Terry, I'm going to get up and be pretty demonstrative about it. But like I said, goes both ways. So there's a lot of that stuff in this game. And, um, and if I'm, if I, if I'm putting myself in the offensive coordinator's shoes, like I'm ridiculously frustrated because some of that stuff, like some of that is, is, is New York doing a good job and, and forcing us in errors and creating complicated looks. But some of those are unforced errors, man. That's, that's us not owning right. the game plan the way we need to own it. So. 